big thank you to our sponsor this month, Uncle Matt's. Quote, as the nation's number one organic orange juice, we're committed as a company to growing and producing tasty, good-for-you organic products your whole family can enjoy. Our products are free of synthetic pesticides and GMOs, and we are the first juice company in North America to be certified glyphosate residue free by the detox project. Please visit uncle Matt's online at www.unclemats.com or follow us on Instagram at, at uncle Matt's organic unquote. Well, we have got an incredible guest after years of hard work and dedication. Our guest Cornell Thomas was only a few weeks away from playing professional basketball in Europe and he sustained a career-ending injury, but that did not stop him and his positivity. He's going to talk to us about his book, The Power of Positivity, and more. Hello, Cornell. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Yeah, so good. good to have you on. Pumped to talk to you guys today, so thank you for having me on. Oh, definitely. Well, I mentioned a moment ago that you were going to be playing basketball, and then you got injured, but you picked yourself up. Tell us a little bit about that experience, and then talk to us about how you tapped into your positivity. Sure. Um, yeah, so I started playing basketball really late, about 16 years old, and, uh, you know, I decided, hey, you know, I, I want to be a basketball player. So I didn't realize that you had to actually put in, like, time on the court to be a basketball player. I thought, you know, I was tall, it just happened to me, so. <laughs> and, and it didn't. So it was about five years of me just really being horrible at the sport until it started to catch on, and I kind of put my 10,000 hours in, and I got to the point where I can, you know, I got a scholarship, and then... After college, I went, I went to play college basketball at Minot State in North Dakota. And uh, after college, I got a contract to play in Europe. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, my dreams have come true. Had a big going-away party. My girlfriend and my brothers all came down. My mom was all excited. And then two weeks before I was supposed to leave, I was just outside playing with some friends, just kind of joking around in a nondescript game, and I blew my Achilles. And I didn't, oh you know, guy, like, you know, guys, you know, we toughen things out. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'll walk it off. But there was no walking. <laughs> there was no walking this injury off. I mean, it was the most pain I've ever been in. And uh, you know, I got surgery on a Thursday. And Aww. I was telling you before, Lisa. It, I think it took me maybe a day. I, I felt sorry for myself on Friday. And then after Friday, I was like, okay, I got to get back to the gym and start working. And I think the main thing for me was just changing my mindset. So if I would have let that Friday go into Saturday, into Sunday, into Monday then I would have been depressed, and who knows where I'd be now. Uh, as soon as I felt that those feelings come up, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened to me, blah, 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 I just asked myself, okay, well, why did this happen? Okay, you don't have the answer. Just keep staying positive. The answer will come to you. And now, with the work I do with kids and being able to you know, meet all these people through my book and all this stuff, I, I know the reason now. You know, Cornell, that's pretty incredible because I think for most people it would have kind of, like you said, shot them into a depression because here's their dream of their lifetime and now it's not going to happen. What are some of the, what are some of the, I guess, steps, processes, some of the things that you do or at that time even did that you could share with our listeners that can help people when they, you know, if they were faced with a situation like that, that they could use themselves to help them become more positive? Sure, that's a great question. Um, I think the first thing that you do is really look at the problem. I think that's what we have a really hard time doing. So for me, yeah, it was a dream to play basketball. I wanted to play professional basketball. I want something I really wanted to do. But it wasn't life or death. You know, I didn't, like, you know, lose a limb. I didn't, you know, it, it's just I was hurt. I was injured. But I was going to recover from it eventually. 
So the first thing you do is just look at the problem and ask yourself, okay, well, how serious is this problem? Yeah, I might not, you know, my dream might be gone. I might, might have lost my job. My girlfriend might have left me. But is it life or death? Are you still breathing? So if you're still breathing, this is great. You know, you're already way ahead of the game. So this is good. So now you can fix it. So after you, you know, assess the problem, then you ask yourself, okay, now, now what? So I think we live in the world we live in today. It's more of a why me world. So bad things happen. The first thing we do, oh, why me? Why did this happen? Why did... No, man. Be about solutions. So the first thing, when things happen to me now, I say, okay, what now? I don't even say why me. I don't even give myself the opportunity to feel sorry for myself. I just say, okay, well, what now? And then after you get past the what now, then take action. Okay, so now what am I going to do? Am I going to sit in my room and cry about it, or am I going to go in the gym and shoot from a chair? Or, you know, am I going to sit home and be upset that I got laid off, or am I going to go on the Internet, you know, go on the newspaper, and I'm going to find a job? So that's, for me, I'm all about action. I'm all about solutions. I'm not about problems at all. And I think once you start thinking in solutions, then your problems start to kind of disappear. Yeah, and I think what you're doing now by coaching is so amazing. And we, we had a great talk recently that, you know, I was saying I was one of those uncoordinated kids that was picked last. And you talked yeah. about, you know, when your teams, you have the kids that are good, help the kids that aren't. And I think just what you're doing makes such a difference. Because, I mean, I still feel like, a, you know, an athletic geek, you know, even yeah. in my, at my age. So I think if yeah. we can help kids when they're young and, and get that confidence, because I think that confidence can help you be more positive, too. Oh, for sure. I, mean, I was on both ends of the spectrum. Now, I was that athletic geek when I first started playing basketball. I mean, I had a lot of things going <laughs> wrong. I had that big high-top fade. It was like 1992. So I had that like little kid-and-play haircut. So that was my first strike. And then after that, you know, <laughs> I had the coordination of a baby deer. So I was, I mean, I was that athletic geek. I mean, people used to make fun of me on the basketball court. So I saw both ends of the spectrum because then when I got better, I never made fun of that kid that wasn't good because I was like, man, I was there. I know what this guy's going through, you know, so I'd always try to boost them up. And our kids now, they don't understand how much power they have when they are that kid that gets picked first all the time. You have so much power. You can change the course of the physical education class by saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to get this kid and point to the kid that's not that good. And then everybody's going to follow suit. So, you know, they don't understand. They, they can be leaders. And I think for coaches, that's another thing, like, you're cutting kids. You're saying you're telling kids they're not good at 11 years old. You never know what, that, what could happen. You know, four years, five years down the line, who knows? Maybe they can get a scholarship. So I think just not giving up on kids and giving them a chance and giving them pumping that confidence into them. That's that is that's the whole thing right there. You know, Cornell, I love what you said about putting things in pers into perspective because that really is what it's about, isn't it? I mean, keeping as long as we have our health, then we have everything. So I, I love what you said about that with that tip. Um, and I think that if we all live our life according to, which it can be hard at times, according to yeah. what's meant to be, things will happen because it's meant to be. And whatever situation we're faced with, if we're meant to face with it, I love that you said, you know, to ask what next, like what, what now, as opposed to just going into that state of, oh man, I can't believe this is happening to me. So I think that's an those are incredible tips what else you know i know you wrote a book what else you know are other tips that you have in your book that you can share with our listeners that can help them maybe you know something they, they can visualize or something they can do very easily maybe there's a you know a certain thing that they can put into action immediately when something negative does happen okay um i love that you said visualize i love that because that's that's a very big part of my life um i actually i wrote a quote i think it's in a book and it says visualize what you want to be and then work towards being it. So I think if you can see it, like I had this dream of playing basketball, and even though 
I wasn't good. I saw myself five years down the road. I said, man, I'm going to be able to do this, 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 and this, and this. And so it gave, my, it gave me that image. Okay, well, I can get there. I just got to keep working towards it. And one thing I do now, which I have, I, like this little envelope in my house, and it's like hidden. I don't let anybody see it. And I have about 60 things written down. And it's not a bucket list because, to me, it's a negative connotation. Like, okay, I'm, before I die, this is what I want to do. I'm not thinking about dying. You know, it's a, it's a to-do list. So exactly. what I would do is, you know, I'm, I'm very big on writing things down. So when there's problems, I write down. Like I tell my kids all the time when they want to pick a college, okay, make your pro and con sheet. Okay, what did you like? What didn't you like? So if there's a pro, I mean, you can use the same thing in terms of your problems. Okay, well, this is your problem. Okay, so what are you going to do to fix it? Write it down and then take action steps towards it. And, you know, maybe give yourself a couple of deadlines. Okay, by the end of this week, I'm going to contact 10 different companies to try to get a job. Or by the end of this week, I'm going to, you know, sign up to, to get a gym membership. Big thank you to our sponsor this month, Uncle Matt's. Quote, as a nation's number one organic orange juice, we're committed as a company to growing and producing tasty, good-for-you organic products your whole family can enjoy. Our products are free of synthetic pesticides and GMOs, and we are the first juice company in North America to be certified glyphosate residue free by the detox project please visit uncle matt's online at www.unclematts.com or follow us on instagram at at uncle matt's organic unquote 